Cover City Sports is back with a Thanksgiving Day special here on 1124. Uh, Steve-O, what's, what's, what are we starting this epi out with? I got a promise for all the listeners out there, so make sure you tune in to hear what it is. We're talking Carlson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking NCAA football playoff picture. We got your games of the week, the Thanksgiving Day games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tune in. Lantern, let this epi rip. Yeah, Cover City. Cover City Sports is back, episode 18 on Thanksgiving week. Steve-O, what's going on, man? Let's jump into this epi. Dave, I'm a little disappointed in myself. 4-9 uh, overall record with my Twitter picks last weekend. I did hit my buttered hard roll, but I'm going to let Tim Tebow do a little talking right now. And uh, I just want to say one thing um, to the fans and everybody. I'm sorry, um, extremely sorry, but I promise you one thing, a lot of good will come out of this. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season, and you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season, and you never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. God bless. And DC, what did Tim go on to accomplish after that old miss speech, after that promise? Well, let me tell you what he accomplished. 22 straight college football victories and these two little things along the way called the national championship and a trophy. You may have heard of the Heisman trophy. So last week's step back was a good thing. And I want all the listeners and followers to listen up real close right now, because you're not going to find another handicapper out there. That's going to work harder than me week in and week out. God bless. Go baby. Go rooster. What's going on in the hen house? Uh, I'm going to ride with Steve. I was pretty upset the Empire State Parlay didn't hit. Leave it to Syracuse to not cover. The Jets cover. Syracuse doesn't. Well, and review the, the Empire uh, Parlay. Is there, is there an Empire Parlay this week? No, absolutely not. I would never bet on uh, the 1-7 in seven Syracuse Orange. Um, not this week, though. Actually, I'll ride with the Jets again, though. Not Syracuse. Ride right with the Jets. We'll get into that a little bit. Lantern, what about you, man? What's going on over there? Dave, this, this week we're bringing you Today in History, November 24th, 1971, unidentified bandit hijacks a 727 jet claiming to have a bomb and demands $200,000 in ransom for parachutes, receives the money, and then parachutes and is never seen from ever again. I, I know this. What, what's the name of it? D.B. Cooper hijacking. D.B. Cooper. Cooper. Do, all, do, you, do you think he lived? Uh, there, there was a, there was like a, a follow up in the eighties. Uh, an eight year old boy found one of the the money packets, the ransom was cash, the in a river. Was it the same guy that started hanging with Mister Cooper. That's that's the same Duncan guy. You're telling me guy. that's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> My own mother. He went on to play basketball. <laughs> yes, he was a hooper. DC, what's going on in your world? You know, I won a tight fantasy game. Actually, it wound up not being tight. So I wound up blowing them out by about 35 points. But I went into Monday night pretty nervous. So I was actually pretty pissed off because uh, the guy I was going up against had Tyson Hill. Tyson, but you were close. I feel like I, I did better than that than Carlson. That was. It was Tyson. So anyway, he had Hill at tight end. 
which is like this is 2020. If 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 DraftKings or whatever, so I, I go through ESPN. Yep, can't realize that. Okay, he's he's going to be a starting quarterback this week, and he's going to be placed as a quarterback and night a tight end. So I had to go against two quarterbacks. It's kind of like in in fantasy baseball, where you know, like a guy played two innings at at second base. Um, but but really, he's a left fielder. But you can start him at second base because who the fuck puts up numbers other than you know Juice Head Robinson Cano at second base? You know, it's like give me a break. He's yeah. a quarterback. He's Couple not a tight end. That is a change now, don't you think? Their taste mill was strictly quarterback now. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He was strictly quarterback last week. So I don't think difference? it will. No, but I'm talking from a fantasy standpoint. I don't think it will. They, they'll keep him at I tight end. Keep That's such bullshit. Because yeah, I played those. Taysom Hill this week. Yeah, exactly. I was I was going into Monday night sweating. Uh, Cup and, mm-hmm. and Woods had a monster night, so we we won handily. But I would have been I would have been I would have been going to my commission asking for some uh, I don't know for something something maybe just a pat on the back or hey buddy it's okay. Um, but let's go around to uh, this week's Draft King winners. We had our boy mid-major Mark uh, Steve O'Hill. He'll be on with some college basketball live on the college pod. College Hoops is coming back. We got my Tar Heels. So uh, he came in first last week. <laughs> yep. Uh, our boy M Center, who actually was a center fielder for Oneana. We called that Put correctly. Coach. He came in second, so he's back-to-back. We have to call him Dragon, though, now, right? We do have to call him All Dragon. All right, so we're just going to refer to him as Dragon. Is there? An, I don't think we have a Nighthawk yet. That's Joe, uh, uh, your brother Joe, and in, in, uh, you know. You must call me safety. Dragon. I'm night. But anyway, guys, on a two two game winner, and then our boy Vito came in third. Vito cashing in this week. So this week we got a, a link that's already out for Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving day only. You're gonna be sitting around eating all day, drinking all day, hop in the fantasy. It's one of the only reasons to pay attention to these games that we have on Thanksgiving because <laughs> uh, the lineup is is nothing short of. Uh, Unimpressive, yeah, yeah, very unimpressive. Um, so yeah, we'll have one for the, for this Thursday, and we'll do our, our normal one Sunday. on Sunday. Hop in, please. Someone, someone, DM us. That's when we got all these koozies. We, we want to give them out. Um, and center, if you're out there in center field, put me in, coach. I got a koozie. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead. Let, let's uh, let's hop into some Cover City Saloon talk. Uh, and, and go around the room quick. And I guess I'll start this off with, so my Sunday was spent at a buddy's house who's a Browns fan. And so I watched the entire Browns game. He had the Browns game on and then a, you know on a smaller TV, the red zone. And sometimes you get into the repetitiveness of just watching red zone with the NFL. You get into the repetitiveness of watching the red zone with the NFL, and you don't actually watch many straight up games, right? Like, see, how many college football games do you do you watch on Friday and Saturday? I mean, because I mean, down in the saloon, we got three TVs going all you know the whole time. But I know what you're saying because if you're on that red zone, I'm just focused on the red zone. You, you got two other games going at that time, but all I want to be focused on is what the red zone's putting out. Yeah, and so you get a different perspective when you're actually just watching an entire game, especially when it's not your team. Right. Especially, like, sometimes, I mean, sometimes with the NFL, like, if you don't have the ticket, you watch whatever 1 o'clock game you get, and the 4 o'clock game must, might just be brutal. Right. And then you're just top, tapped out till till Sunday night and Monday. But So I watched the whole Browns game, and the, the Browns are just freaking hilarious to me. One, they're, they're definitely better without Odell. Odell does not belong in Cleveland. He believe, belongs in, like, Arizona, at least warm weather. Like, it, it's pouring, raining. The Browns uniforms are horrendous. Uh, they're playing the Eagles, who Wentz was Wentz looked like he was in a different world. And um, I have Chubb, Chubb, who is the best running back in the league. 
I'll, I'll he's like an old school back too. The guy has the same face mask as, as Junior Floyd from the Little Giants. <laughs> <laughs> they mic'd him up in 2019, and um, he went viral because he didn't say anything though the entire time he was mic'd up. So he, just, he went mic'd up, and they had nothing to go on the whole game. Um, he even rocks the old school no no gloves with the tape around the fingers. And he, Dave, who was the guy that you you re, you uh, responded to? You replied to a tweet or retweeted with a, a comment uh, for that Nick Chubb stiff arm because that friggin' put whoever that lineman was back into like 1985. Oblivion. I think he got in Doc's time machine after that stiff arm. Does the best running back in the league run out of bounds to not cover a spread? Rather than not score a touchdown and go up than two scores, that that fits his person. That's what I'm trying to say. That fits his personality so well. It's incredible. Yeah, he he doesn't care about anything. Like not anything. the gambling gods. He could care. He, I don't think he cares. Dave, about I it. think uh, Joe Kim Noah um, said it best about Cleveland. I just stayed in my hotel room, man. Every time I look out my window, it's it's pretty depressing out here, man. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so you don't you're not going out. No, no going out in Cleveland, man. It's on factories. Do you regret anything that you said about Cleveland? Not at all. <laughs> My favorite part's right here. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> What's so good about Cleveland? Those were basically the I'm thoughts not... going through my head as I'm watching the game. <laughs> I mean, you ever heard anybody say I'm going on vacation to Cleveland? I drove by the city once. Yeah, I think we did on the way to Dayton, didn't we? So so the, the Twitter guy you were referencing, his name is is Mike Camerlengo, and he's hilarious. He Good blew up for doing these. I, I think I nailed that nailed one. Nailed it, kid. He blew up for doing these one-minute reviews of, like, famous movies. The, like, the words he uses, his phrases, they're hysterical, but he did a breakdown on Nick Chubbs' run there. Yeah. Uh, he's a must-follow on, on Twitter. He's at Camerlengo. Um, he's a must follow, but to, 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 to wrap this up, spending too much time, on wrap the, it up, the damn Browns moving on. Uh, so there's six and overs teams with a losing record, one in three against teams with a winning record, but they got five games upcoming. Three are very easy to win the Jags, the Jets and the Giants. And then they play the Ravens, which will be tough in the Titans. So a team that should make the playoffs, but I feel like in typical Browns fashion, um, this trains, this train's probably going to get derailed somehow. Yeah, I think come come playoff time. So anyway, me, Dave, my saloon talk here this week is how much I suck as a fantasy football owner, whether it's DraftKings. So you guys listening up that aren't getting in the DraftKings, it's basically free money because I'm coming in last or second to last every freaking week. It's just inevitable. I, I was second to last behind you last week. I had two guys <laughs> score two touchdowns and I didn't I didn't move positions. Right there with you. Yep. Yeah, I stink. I, I'm horrible. And and even in, in my Yahoo fantasy, I'm I'm in dead last. Dead last. So that, that's my saloon talk for the week. Get in the fantasy if you want some easy money. You can take my ten dollars every week. I think mid-major Mark finished in first like three times. He's finished in the money, I at least I think three at times. least five or six times Jeez. in the money. And then it definitely won won it twice. And then I think he ran third, second, then first. Uh couple weeks back so yeah mid-major mark be on the lookout for old mid-major mark once these uh college hoop games get going Rue baby what about you what what uh got your week going um the harbaugh's the harbaugh's john harbaugh at that not shaking mike vrabel's hand after the game first off cover city shout out took covers against the ravens and then after the game john harbaugh just waves off mike vrabel and doesn't wave it uh shake his hand on Did midfield you see why though in the beginning of the i game, hope it's about corona 
No, no. In the beginning of the game, uh, oh, oh, Harbaugh yeah, almost yeah. got in a fist fight with some of the Malcolm Ravens Butler players. Yeah. yeah, no shit. Yeah, what so, could that have been about? Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Who wins that fight? <laughs> I think Malcolm dogs him out, but I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe all John Harbaugh yeah. comes to his rescue and you know, yeah, right, beats him with his cleats or mm-hmm. something. Those Harbaugh's Jim can't get it together in Michigan. Um, Dave, just to wrap up the the saloon talk here. Got a great stat today from Joe. Kansas is 0-7 against the spread this year, but 7-0 and against the over-under. Want to know why? Oh, because they give up 50 points per game. Pretty impressive stat, though. If you're going to be 0-7 against the spread, but 7-0 and on an over-under. Basically, it's almost like each week their defense gets worse. Yeah. Yeah, so basically what, what Vegas is telling you is, Bet against Kansas, but play the over in the game, and we love overs. So they're the, so they're playing TCU this week. Are you riding with that? What's the line? Well, we know they're zero and seven and seven and zero. So we follow trends. We follow lines. I hear you. No, you're right. I should just follow the trend and stop worrying about the facts. I don't know, Rude. This this one might be a tough one to to jump aboard. I mean, TCU only mustered up six points against West Virginia. Boy, but Kansas gives up a lot of freaking points. Wow. What'd you say it was 52? 53 and a half and 50. 24 is the 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 uh the spread. I don't know. I think the last the last three games, Kansas has given up over 55 points per game. <laughs> given up. It's pretty insane. So as long as they score a touchdown, the the over should hit. Moving on. Well, let's get into this week's uh, conspiracy of the week. Cue like some Law and Order or something music here in the background. X Files is de facto Boom. for sure. So Dabo came out. Dabo was heated. 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 He, they the whole team went down to Florida. Went down to Florida to play your FSU. Yep. Um, a player who had symptoms all week. Did have COVID symptoms all week on Clemson. However, tested negative multiple times. So, yeah, I mean, we do need to realize here it is November, headed into winter. You can have symptoms, cold-like symptoms, but it, it may not relate to COVID at all. Right? Correct. Guy was text, te- testing negative. They fly out there, cost Clemson 300K. They test him again. He tested Friday positive. Before they, Friday before they left on the plane, they tested him. Didn't get the results back till they landed in Tallahassee. Right. So they were there. Yep. He, he came up positive. Yep. And um, FSU basically called the game. So at, at 10 a.m., two hours before kickoff. So here's what here's what Dabo said. He goes, COVID was an excuse to cancel the game. The game was not canceled because of COVID. If the standard was to play with zero positive tests, then we would never have had a season. Which he has a point there, absolutely. Definitely has a point. And so here's the, he, two other things he mentions. He mentions the fact that they, the FSU has played Pitt when the same exact thing happened to a Pitt player, mm-hmm. and FSU approved and moved forward with the game. That was a few weeks earlier. Also, he doesn't believe that that the FSU players or coaches didn't want to play the game, but he thinks it's basically just say he's basically coming out saying the FSU administrator said we don't want to get blown out by Clemson, and we want to avoid that, so we're using this COVID 
this positive test to cancel the game. He 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 100% just went after the administration and he even said something again today coming after the administration again. He saying, hasn't given it up. No, he has not and, dropped this. No, and and you think at this point you're moving on, you got Pitt this week, focus on Pitt. And 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 be honest, as a Florida State fan, he made valid points. They they have had three coaches in the last four seasons. They have made poor decisions as an administration, not giving Jimbo Fisher the, the money to, to build facilities and to build the program he wanted. So he walked for more money. Then you hire a guy, Willie Taggart, who couldn't get it done. Now you got a guy like Nor Mike Norvell, who's young. I love his energy. I'm really hoping he can you know return Florida State back to where they were. But let's be honest, Florida State was going to get their doors blown off Saturday. Their doors blown off. Hey, why don't you pump any gas? They're all out. They only got diesel. Better go to the next station. What'd you do? And so I do like Novell's response, though. Uh, he basically said, hey, I'm, I'm hopeful and excited that, that the game will eventually be played. Because one other thing Clemson tried to do is reschedule for Sunday or Monday, which FSU said no. you know, they put a kibosh on that as well. Right. Um, but he said he even I went a step further and said, if contributions do need to be made financially to Clemson, he'll be the first one to step in and offer a contribution, which is great. And I love to hear stuff like that, you know, whether it ever comes to fruition, who the hell knows. But you know what, Dave, I think the thing that now Clemson's looking at as a negative is they're going to reschedule the game for December 12th. Well, the next Saturday, December 18th is supposed to be the ACC championship where Clemson had a buy going into that. So they're looking at it. Why would we play a meaningless game against Florida State and then risk injury to our, our, our better players and then go and have the ACC championship, which more, more than likely is going to be a rematch against Notre Dame. So, so Steve, are, are, you, are you in on the conspiracy? You're putting the tin hat on. Did, is, did the FSU administrators blow this game and blame it on COVID to avoid a blowout? I, I, I normally do wear my tinfoil helmet because I don't want the people out there reading what is in this glorious mind of mine, Dave. You also have to protect that mind. Definitely have to protect it from the outsiders. So in, the, in this case, you know what? My problem with this whole thing is who the hell knows what to think? Who the hell knows what to believe? Who the hell knows who's saying this, who's saying that with this whole virus? I don't get it. I don't get the, the protocols. I don't get the, the, you know, the steps people are taking in regular life. So, you know, I don't, a kid got on a plane, he flew with his team. Um, was FSU really nervous that he was going to spread the virus through which they've already said that the virus has never been spread from player to player in game action so to me the game should have been played Dabo's right even though it, it hurts me to say it and I, I'm gonna roll with your conspiracy theory Dave you know what else is interesting sometimes like the times of these testing and I know we hate talking about it on the show because you hear about it so much just in your daily life but this goes back to like the MLB the the World Series when they tested they came out results like in the middle of the seventh in inning the eighth fucking the inning. eighth inning excuse and my just, French and it's just like why so they tested him why did they test him on the plane why not give him a rapid test prior to getting on the plane or just waiting until after and then distance I, I I'm totally on board with Dabo here I think people use will, will use anything negative 
to their advantage if they can. Right. So COVID is a negative. It's obviously a giant negative thing in our society today. FSU administrators use it to their advantage to, to avoid a blowout. Dave, I think we should roll this talk into our next discussion, which is going to be the college football playoff picture because the college football playoff um, rankings just came out tonight, uh, Tuesday night as we record this. Uh, you got Bam at one. Carol, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Notre Dame at two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. And then the, the two next teams uh, left out would be uh, Texas A&M at five and Florida at six. My question to you on that is, who do you think the fourth team truly is out of the top four? And, and who do you think is the best next next man in? Right now, after... Like, do, do you think Ohio is truly the four team? After last, before last week, I would have been very strong in my sentiments of saying, yes, they are top four, no questions asked. Indiana put Ohio State in a tough spot. Ohio State had a pretty big lead. Indiana came back on them. It really showed uh, vulnerability in Justin Fields. I think Fields was human. I, I kind of, I think I used the term to you guys, or I don't know if I sent it to you or the Testo boys, but when, when, when the Russian, if he dies, punches he the, dies. No, when Rocky punches the Russian and he's, he's caught, he's caught. <laughs> See, he's not a machine. He's a man. He's caught. He's caught. Teddy, you heard it. You see? He's not a machine. He's a man. And I just, when Justin Fields threw that pick, I'm like, he's not a machine. He's a man. My man Duke in there just going nuts. I loved it. That's all I could think of. So honestly, <laughs> I, I think the top four teams are right right now. And I think what's going to kind of get murky in this whole playoff picture, and you guys can, you know, I want to hear what you have to say about it too. And you listeners, I know you're going to be yelling at your, at your, at your car uh, radios here, but you know, right now, the way it's kind of lined up, AM could win out their games and still not play in the SEC championship. So at number five, uh, AM could find themselves maybe sneaking in uh, if Bama puts it on Florida in the SEC championship game. And then you have Notre Dame and Clemson, if they win out, possibly rematch in the ACC championship game. So if Clemson can put it on Notre Dame, is it going to be enough to knock Notre Dame from two to five and move up A&M to four? Yes. You know, I mean, th this is honestly, I think a lot of people get frustrated with the college playoff and only four teams being in. I actually like it. I love the drama associated with it. I love it when one team gets screwed and another team gets in and that team gets blown out. And then UFC declares themselves national champions. So <laughs> UCF. I, UCF declares themselves <laughs> national champions. So, I mean, I think, we I think could, this year will be Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina. Coastal. Coastal, I think, I think they're already printing the banner. Yeah. Um, I think here's, I always think that I always rag on Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame gets blown out by Clemson in, in the, uh, in the ACC championship. Yep. And I think it's bad enough that they don't get in the playoffs. And so I think our, I think the top four teams, I think you'll have Clemson. I think you'll obviously have Alabama. I think you'll have Ohio state. I think it'll be that typical playoff college picture where, um, who the heck is the fourth team? And there's like five teams to choose from. I think I, so I think the team to talk about though, is that Florida up. team, yeah. see how they perform against Alabama and most likely the SEC championship. But the, here's the thing. They already lost to A&M. So they already have one loss. So at two losses, they're out. They're not going to get, no doubt. I, you know, they have to beat Alabama, which 
honestly don't see it happening. I, I don't see anybody touching Alabama. This if year. Alabama often has that one loss, they, you know, the, in in years past they have uh, this year. I just the way that their offense is playing right now, I, I can't see anybody, you know, holding a candle to them. I don't know. You I, know what? Here's the thing that probably it, how this is all going to play out. It's all going to fall into place like it does every single year because it's like. You know, AM's gonna lose to Auburn in the second to last game. So mm-hmm. that they're gonna knock themselves out. Then, you know, Florida's gonna get blown out by Bama. And then basically the only team that's gonna have a beef is Cincinnati, who hasn't played, you know, a big conference game against an SEC or ACC or a Big Ten school this year, um, or had a big win against one of those big teams. So basically what's gonna happen, Notre Dame's gonna sneak in at four, get, you know, lose to to Clemson in the uh, think, ACC championship. I just going back to what you say. If Clemson absolutely trounces Notre Dame, there I don't see them making a top four. Oh, what happens if okay? What happens if Notre Dame wins? Clemson's out. Notre Dame's in. Right, but what what happens now then if 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 A and M winds up going and losing another game, so they'll have two losses, and then you have Clemson's the top team at one loss. With two losses, they and then shit, right, right, Florida right, loses right. to Alabama in the SEC. Yeah, right. Shit, so then they're all Jesus. they're all two losses. Oh, that's easy. Then you'll have BYU, Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, Alabama. Bam, that's our top four. Can I tell you what I feel like right now? I feel like that always sunny episode yeah. where the guy is he's uh, what's his name's in front of the dry erase Charlie. Board. Charlie <laughs> is in front of the dry erase. That's me right now. Talk about stress. Talk about stress. Okay, I've stumbled onto a major company conspiracy, Mac. How about that for stress? Take a look at this. Jesus Christ. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? So I think I think the you know playoff picture is fun moving forward here. Uh we got the, this usually this week's the the last week of uh regular season uh football before the week off and then conference championship game. So with this uh whole pandemic going on, we we get a little uh you know extended college football season. So we got at least uh three three more weeks of regular season games so i'm i'm pretty excited to see how this all plays out and guys we're going to definitely you know keep in tune with this and uh be discussing it on later podcasts uh we saw this stat on um espn the last four national championships or national champions were initially ranked number two when college football came out with their rankings so who was number two this that year? would be notre dame notre dame Ooh, my man timmy Mullen, the fighting irish are really hyping that one you hear that, Timmy? They're talking to you. Number two, Roosters gave it to you. Start celebrating now. Get your banner ready, Timmy. All right, so let, let's go ahead. Let's move this into a little Carlson. Carson, I literally purposely don't do this. A Carson Wentz uh, discussion and, and kind of tie it into FCS QBs. Um, Steve, do, do you think you're, we're big on Trey Lance? Do you think Carlson Wentz's decline will have any impact on the draft stock of Trey Lance? You know what, Dave? I, I kind of posed that question to all of us uh, to bring it up here. I think it would be unfair for that to be the case or that to be the scenario. But you have to question FCS quarterbacks and if they are that top-tier elite in the NFL. I mean, you go through teams in the league right now and even previous years there's really only three FCS quarterbacks that stand out to me. Tony Romo, Joe Flacco, and Jimmy G. You got so we're missing a few there. You got Fitzpatrick. He they're 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 just not power five. 
their their Harvard uh, Ivy League is is not FCS. Well, I mean, like one double A. They're not. They're 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 not D three. They just don't play in the. They just don't play in the uh, partake. They bowl play games. a predominantly FCS schedule outside of the Ivy, though. Yeah. Oh, do they? What about Steve yeah. McNair? Which who they Air compete McNair. really? That was well one double A. Uh, Kurt Warner. Warner, nice. I'll Bill Sims, head Moorhead State. Moorhead State Hall of Famer. Oh, you know what uh, I saw? Did you say, did you say Joe Flacco? I did say you Flacco. Flacco. Who did he lose to? Flacco. What do you mean? Oh, he lost to U Albany. U Albany at Delaware. At Delaware, blue oh, heads. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Great Danes went down and stuck it to a Super Bowl MVP. But so Carson Wentz, I mean, he he's from North Dakota State. Trance is from North Dakota State. What I don't think it hurts his draft stock because I th- I still think Wentz's draft pick was a solid pick for the Eagles. This is something he's done well. He's technically like technically kind of won them a Super Bowl. I know um, he got hurt and it was uh, he was eleven Nick and three. Foles, as a, he was eleven Nick and three. Foles as came a in starter. and actually won the Super Bowl. But right. you can't you can't like look back and say that was a bad draft pick. No, I I wouldn't say that at all, and that's why I think it would be unfair to somebody like Trey Lance. The, I think the big thing with with Trey Lance this year coming into the draft, which is going to hurt his stock, is him not playing a season. Which absolutely, you know, he had a phenomenal year last year as a redshirt uh, sophomore, a redshirt freshman. You know, came in for his redshirt sophomore year, looking to be, you know, arguably in the Heisman race, and had one game, and now we're going to wait till he can. And then all the other underpants. FPS quarterbacks coming up to play yeah, outside of the top of them four right now that are playing like Kyle Trask, out. Zach Wilson, um, Kellen Mond for AM playing He's well, playing really well. Hold yep. my Michael Penix yeah. playing pretty freaking mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So, then what, what do you attribute Wentz's de- decline to this year? I think his big thing, and everybody's been saying it because now I mean, they're killing him. The talking heads are killing him on sports talk radio. They want him out, they want a bench, they want Jalen Hurts in. Um, you know, where he's throwing to guys that were bagging groceries at market 32 last week. I mean, I get it. Like I get it, you know, and last week he did throw some really bad interceptions, made some late reads. I I, I just, I don't know, man. To me is it almost looks like his confidence is shook. I think he seems a little mentally broken. Yeah. Broken down. He, I mean, the amount of injuries he's dealt with is substantial. Yep. He had to deal with with getting hurt uh, in that Super Bowl run, watching Nick Foles, you know, lead them to, uh, you know, to the championship, to the Super Bowl, which was supposed to be. It's like he, he, that was his year to win a Super Bowl, and like, you know, the backup quarterback did it instead of him. That, that's some. I think that's a lot harder to come back from than than people give anyone credit for and I mean, not give credit for, but whatever you want to put there. But some of his passes, Steve, like, I, cause I told you, I watched the Brown games. Yeah. It's just where, what, you know, what was your mindset there? Like what, what were you even trying to accomplish? Yeah. He's got 14 interceptions. Most in the NFL so far this, uh, this year through, uh, through 10 games, you know, I, he's, he's having a down year other than that. I mean, his what's stats, his fumbles. Let's see. Fumbling is something that when quarterbacks do, it just drives me absolutely. Absolutely nuts. Daniel Jones. Hold on to that shoe Daniel Jones has uh So the question is will Carson Wentz decline his decline hurt the stock of other FCS quarterbacks, but other FCS quarterbacks that also played in the same system he did. And talking about Trey Lance. Right, right. Which right. That's why we that's why we posed this question to Trey Lance because they played they both played at North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. I think in a run heavy offense. I think overall, does it does it hurt FCS quarterbacks? Absolutely not. But could it hurt Trey Lance specifically? I still think no, because I still think 
I still think it was a good draft pick by the Eagles. Yeah, I no, they I don't disagree. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, $30 million it, wasn't, it wasn't Mitch Trubisky second overall by the Bears. It was it was Carson Wentz second overall. And like you said, Super Bowl season, he was 11-2 and two as a starter. And he, he puts up solid numbers. I mean, even last year, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, you know, the Eagles finished nine and seven, won the division. So, you know, the guys led him to the playoffs. Um, they're definitely having a down year. That whole division's having a down year. So you think, you know, somebody with, with, you know, kind of his resume would rise up in a year like this, but, but he hasn't. So, you know, I, I think it'll be. For some reason, whenever we get a declining quarterback, I always like compare him to Daniel Jones. Would I rather this guy or would I rather Daniel Jones? Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see where he Carson can go for the rest of the year because, I mean, literally, they've got this guy's bags packed and moving But here's the town. other thing. It's like they drafted Jalen Hurts. Like, why? And 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 early too. So that well, that round. I think that's why a lot of this conversation and like these discussions take place is because hey, you drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. He's playing absolutely horrible. What was the point of wasting your second round draft pick if, if you're not going to put him to in? get a polar opposite style quarterback? Yeah, but so or then use him. Yeah, that's the other thing. We, we like we always get so we harp on 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 uh, number one draft picks on quarterbacks so much. We could go through the last five drafts. And just destroy every team for every team. I'm sure has a bad, uh, like a terrible first, first round, round pick. draft pick. Yeah, no, I agree. And you just forget about and it. And for, for some reason, every yeah. year it's the Giants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, Andrew Thomas wasn't a fourth overall pick? Yeah. All right, so Steve, we'll wrap wrap up the the Wentz discussion before we move into this week's games of the week. Yeah, Dave. So before we send uh, Carson or Carlson, as you like to call him, down down river here uh, with the with the current, you know, I think. It, we should bring up the fact that the Eagles decided to use their second round draft pick on a quarterback that they're not have any plans on using uh, instead of drafting a wide receiver in arguably, or I don't think it's even an argument, the deepest wide receiver draft class in the last 20 years. I think that can have, you know, some play into why Carson, you know, doesn't have the weapons that he, he should have. But I also, um, you know, I just got another good stat from Joe here. I was kind of knocking the F, uh, FCS quarterbacks. Eight FCS quarterbacks have played in the Super Bowl. So uh, I think that's a nice stat to wrap this up. Let's see what the old ginger can do the rest of the year. And let's move on to the games of the week, Rue. What do you think? Sign me up. The games of the week. It's Thanksgiving Day. I'll tell you we, what, that might be the most excitement on the, these Thanksgiving Day games. That right there, that the jingle. Listeners. That was it. That was it. Well, no, well we got DraftKings. We do have we DraftKings. We do have DraftKings. And I actually got in a, a in a pool with, with the McNall brothers uh, to win some big money. It was $100 square. Big so money, big money. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Squares for like every single game on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, every game. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I think so there's, there's twelve for, payouts. Yeah, it's every every halftime and every final score. Yeah, and then there's even something else like a opposite or. Oh, and then you add all the scores together for yeah, for I think the grand final, prize. Grand prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty. You know, gives you action throughout the whole day. But yeah, let's start with Texans minus two against the Lions with an over under of fifty point five. Uh, Watson had a huge game last week. Yeah, Dave. You know, one thing I I took away. Uh, from even the last couple of weeks with, with the Texans, they, they really only had some wins against the Jaguars, I think, uh, throughout the year. But but they haven't quit. They haven't quit on Romeo Cornell. And, it, you know, I thought by now they would have. Um, but it, uh, 
Deshaun Watson, he, he definitely, he played great against that Patriots defense last week and Patriots had all their, you know, their D backs back uh, in action. Stefan Gilmore played in the uh, McCourty brothers. So I, I'll tell you, the Lions looked like dog shit against the Panthers. They, 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 they've lost three out of their last five games and arguably could have lost five out of their last five games. The other two games, they basically had miracle wins, one against the Falcons and one against the Redskins. So the, 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 the Lions look more like a team that have given up on this season than I would say uh, the Texans. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay the points. Give me Deshaun Watson and company to, to cover that too. I hope I hope uh, Watson has another great game and uh, DeAndre Swift as well to my uh, fantasy stars there. But let's go into the football team at Cowboys. Cowboys laying three. Steve, give us give us something. Give us a reason to watch this one. I don't know. I, Over under is forty seven and a half. Mike McCarthy was smashing watermelons last <laughs> weekend before the game, right? I think yeah, he fired up. Like, he took a sledgehammer to fire up to like, watermelon. He busted a watermelon, dude. I could drop my wanger on it and knock a watermelon out give me a break i you know to me this line doesn't make much sense uh where would you put it at well three weeks ago washington smashed the cowboys i think it was 25 to 3 was the final score uh you know washington's front four is pretty impressive uh i think they're they're very uh high in in the uh the, the league with with sacks um, I think they're going to put a, a lot of pressure on Andy Dalton, uh, make him make some throws, uh, uncomfortable throws. They're actually one of the better pass defenses in the league. Yeah. The, the, so to me, the, the three points doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Um, give me the points. Give me the football team. Doesn't make any sense. But uh, I, I'm going to roll Washington on Turkey Day. And then a, a solid game to look forward to the Ravens at the Steelers. Steelers minus four and a half over over under forty four point five. Uh, some people will say that um, – I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Um, who's the Ravens quarterback? Uh, he goes by the name Lamar of Lamar Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Lamar, that, <laughs> that Lamar has not been playing well. He's been figured out. Um, Steve-O, do you think the Steelers get their first loss here? No. Nope. That's a bold statement, just very simply stated. Lay the points. Lay the four and a half. Take the Steelers. The line's already moved from three to four and a half. Short week, Dave. No Mark Ingram, no J.K. Dobbins. Um, so Edwards is going to have to handle the majority of the carries uh, as the running back. Lamar's struggling. Steelers' defense is first in sacks, first in INTs, first in points against this year. Lay the points. Take the Steelers 11-0. and 0. I will say the beginning of the year, I dogged the Steelers. I still am. I still think they're going to lose in like first, second round of the playoffs. But you guys did talk highly of their defense, and they've they've showed out, yeah. showed up, showed no out. Doubt. They're legit. So I did just think the way that, that Lamar and company are struggling right now, I mean, he can't, he can't hit a receiver for nothing. And when he does hit him, they drop the damn ball. So – I got I got to go with the Steelers I brought up here. the the Browns sitting at 7 and 3 right now they played the Jags this week. This is actually a big game for the Ravens. It puts them two games behind the the Browns. You can start kind of dwindling on are, are they going to make the playoffs, playoffs this year? As of right now they would be out. Yeah. They'd be the first yep. team out. So, you know, they they got to win win some big games here, but I I just this Steelers team and the way they're playing unless some crazy injury happens to somebody on the Steelers, I, I just I'm I'm laying the points. And, and so Turkey hangover Friday, we got Iowa State number 15, 15 versus number 22, Texas. Uh, Texas is minus two at a 61.5 point over under. 
Um, Steve, are you riding with Ohio State again? Well, it would be Iowa State, but it's all right. What did I say? Both, yeah, they're both, both state have four schools, letters. State schools. And it is four, yes. Um, Dave, so here, here we got, got a little bit on this game. So you got both teams coming off uh, three straight wins. Both teams averaged 437 yards per game. Uh, Texas is averaging 40 points per game. Iowa State, 34 points per game. So I'm taking the over, 56 and a half. I love it, and I love overs. And then we got number two, Notre Dame is minus five uh, at number 25, North Carolina, but over under 64 and a half. Rue, I know you like UNC here, but Steve, I'll break it down. And then, Rue, tell us why you're taking UNC. Yeah, so the, the line to me, gun to head, have to make a pick. Every time I pick these guys, they bone me on, on the spread. I'm going to go with the Irish. Um, you know, minus the five points here. Uh, but but the but the line I love in this, and I know it's going to be shocking to all you listeners out there, is the over. I love the over. Both these teams put up points. Both of them can give up points as well. Uh, you got UNC averaging 43 points a game. Notre Dame, 37 points per game. Um, so that's 66 and a half. Might look like a, a high number, but I think these both both these teams are going to put up points here on on Friday afternoon. So I, I love this game and I love that over. This game just has upset written all over it. Not only a cover, but a UNC win. They've been putting up numbers. Sam money Hello. line, yeah, money line upset written all over it. I just think the Notre Dame's been riding this high for too long, and I think UNC can backdoor this after playing pretty well with Sam Howell just dropping numbers and putting up big points. I, that that's my smell in the air. Uh, upset of the week. Smell it. Smell it. They say the, the, your, your your sense of smell is one of the strongest senses you have. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting this one. Is that why my fart smells so bad? I think it might be. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, let's roll into Saturday. We got Minnesota at uh, at number 18, Wisconsin. Uh, actually, no, we don't. Not that so game fast. has been canceled. Dave, I was really disappointed. I wanted to see the Paul Bunyan axe swung around by somebody other than than my boy, my boy Brennan Huff in uh, Step Brothers. Brennan Huff. <laughs> you know, Brennan was swinging that axe, and uh, we're we're gonna have to keep it on the shelf until next year. But you know, Brennan will Brennan will live on. Brennan is going to live on. I traveled 500 miles to give you my seed. Well, he's going to have to travel 500 miles uh, back because his seed will not be planted this week because COVID canceled the game. Moving on. Number 12, Indiana, 5-0 and against the spread. Uh, they are minus 11.5 against Maryland with a 61.5 point over. So Maryland hasn't played since November 7th. Can they turn it, can they turn it on? Can Tua's brother turn it on? I think they're going to have some rust to knock off, Dave. Uh, I think Maryland's going to have some rust to knock off. I don't know how involved their coach uh, has, has been because he tested positive. Um, so I think he's kind of been out of the loop there. So I'm going to, I got to keep rolling with my Hoosiers, man. You know, big emotional loss uh, to Ohio state last week. So maybe people are thinking they're going to have a letdown, but not me. Give me my Hoosiers, give me my money, keep it rolling, staying on the train. Sunday, Titans are at the Colts. Colts are favored by three and a half with an over-under of 50.5. Both teams, uh, seven and three, coming off big wins. Who gets the big win here? Because this would be a big win, obviously. Two, two, two teams that are, I think Titans started off as winning the division, but both are kind of seem like they're, they're fighting for a wild card here. 
Am I correct there? That is correct. Uh, Dave, actually, yeah. So both these teams are seven and three atop uh, the AFC South. Uh, two weeks ago, Titans uh, got spanked by the Colts. Uh, I, I don't know. Now, now the game's in Indianapolis. I'm laying the points. I'm taking the Colts. C-O-L-T-S. Colts, Colts, Colts. I love it when Mike Brinkman does that at the Ale House. I miss it. So I'm, I'm going to roll with the Colts this week. Uh, you know, I know Titans had a pretty emotional win last week, but I don't see them back-to-back uh, -back games uh, really putting it up. We got uh, Murray and the Cardinals at minus two and a half versus the Patriots with a 49 point over under. Uh, Kyler Kyler is currently questionable, I believe, for the game. Yeah, nursing a shoulder injury. Only thing that will keep me off of the Cardinals on this game, and I don't even get to two and a half, even if Kyler, you know, doesn't play. If Kyler plays, take all your allowance money. Crack open the piggy banks and drop it on the Cardinals because they're going to roll. Red Sea rolls. Uh, and then that leaves us in, brings us into the Chiefs minus three and a half against the Buccaneers with a 56 and a half point uh, over under. Bucks coming off uh, an ugly loss there on Monday Night Football. Um, still, did, does this line, did, is this the line that you thought it would be, you know, before you saw it? No, no, I would have, I would have went uh, upward um, with this line. I would have thought that the Chiefs would be. It'd be six, six and a half, um, three and a half uh, games at Tampa Bay. So they say a home game it is a holy is a three point, uh, you know, three point swing. So maybe that's where that three points is. But I don't know the way uh, the Chiefs are playing, uh, basically clicking on all cylinders. And the, the Bucks just seem week in and week out. Can't really seem to figure it out. They're one week. They're the best team in football. And the next week they're at the bottom of the Jekyll barrel. and Hyde action from the yeah, Bucks. Yeah. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the chiefs. I, I'd, I'd lay the points here and uh, look for the chiefs. To so cover. Brady in prime time is only one in three this year uh, when he beat the giants by two points. So he, he's Oh, and four against the spread in, in prime time this year. I think the only saving grace for him is this isn't a primetime game. It's an afternoon 4-4-30 game. So maybe, you know, maybe that 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 helps him. But well, it know, should be the primetime game. It should be. Oh, 100% should be. But it, it isn't. So <laughs> He's an old man. He's getting tired as the day goes on. So. <laughs> why, that's why Southeast Steve-O told us he moved to Florida. He didn't go there to play football. He went there to retire. You know. Uh, Brady's been acting like a little big baby after his losses. Won't, won't shake any quarterback's hands. Do you, do you think uh, that's just – are you going to chalk that up as he's just so competitive that he can't handle a loss, or is it just Bush League? He's acting like a little bitch right now. I don't know, man. I mean, come on. Give me a break. You know, the Colts and the Packers had a friggin' bloodbath, friggin' back and forth, you know, crazy game. And, and – Philip Rivers and and Aaron Rodgers were you know talking at the end of the game you know conversating smiling probably shooting the shit where what's TB12 going to do jump into his fucking what's the thing he sleeps in that freaking hyperic chamber yeah uh, Giselle's parking garage yeah um no this, I this... just think it's so bush league because like if it it would be different if it was competitive and he played well he threw two interceptions and two of the ugliest interceptions yeah he played like shit no he goes to shake the other quarterback's hand. You don't actually compete. The quarterback doesn't compete with the other com quarterback. You know, you compete against a defense. Right. I understand if you don't want to go shake like the guy that intercepted his hand after a game, but uh, I'm with you, Rue. It's Bush League. Come on, Brady. Stop Grow up. Like, stop like a little baby. Grow up. A little baby.
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Lantern, let's get into your lit lineups. Light up our lives. Lantern's lit lineup. This week, we're not going to give you any lines, but we'd like to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And remember, when you're sitting by the fire watching terrible football and that one ant just doesn't stop talking, remember, they're going to be old soon and they won't be able to come to dinner anymore. So be nice. Go outside and kick the dog. It's only one day and you can get through it. Happy Thanksgiving. And a lot of your life. Lantern, that was beautiful. Steve-O, bring us into the buttered hard roll of the week, and let's wrap this Thanksgiving special up. All right, Dave. We didn't mention this game in the game of the weeks because we were saving it special for the end in the Stewart's buttered hard roll pick of the week. Let my cousin Vinny tell you where this game's taking place. He stands. You're an Alabama. You're an Alabama, baby. We got War Eagle against Roll Tide in the Iron Bowl, game that's been going on since 1893. Number 18, Auburn heads to number one, Alabama. Alabama's laying 13 and a half, Dave. I'm rolling Tide. Told you I was going to roll with the Tide the rest of the year until the Tide rolled on me. 13 and a half. I love it. They're going to win by 60. Take the Tide. Put all your money down. Take all your kids. Roll Tide. Roll, roll Tide. Put the money roll. in the bag. They ain't by sleep. My sister not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> roll Tide. Yeah, Cover City. Yeah, Cover City. Yeah, let's take this into a weekend, <laughs> Cover City. Jet picks. <laughs> Remix. Give it to a lantern. Yeah, Cover City. Never gonna see anybody handicap harder than me. The next week's coming up. God bless. Have a great Thanksgiving. We love you. Tune in to Twitter picks. Check out our DraftKings lineups. Follow us on Twitter at Cover City Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Cover City Sports. And maybe even I'll drop a TikTok this weekend for that ass. Let's go!